everybody welcome back how you guys doing out there okay <laughs> how was your week girl my week was actually really really good so i have been saying that i want to do more in the spiritual realm and get more on my meditations and you know i'm talking about bringing my group back together and mm-hmm. doing live meditations and um, I was in the store yesterday. I had gone. I wanted to go to Ross because I wanted to get a, this table that mm-hmm. we're working at right now. Mm-hmm. They didn't have one in the Ross here. And so um, shout out mom because she gave me her table and she told me she got it at Ross. So I went, I got it at Ross. Anyway, <laughs> so I went to the Ross and Thousand Oaks to see if they had one and specifically just to get this table. And they didn't have one. And on the way out, I see a little dog. And you know me and dogs. Mm-hmm. And the dog was in the store. So I go up to the dog and start talking to the Hey, hi, little pumpkin. Da, da, da. And the lady just was like, hi, what do you do for a living? And instead of saying my nine to five job, I did my side hustle job, which was, oh, I teach children to meditate. And she was like, shut the f- up. And she <laughs> said the F word, y'all. In the middle of Ross, and she said it so loud, I was even a little embarrassed. Like, okay, this lady be loud and everything. Long story short, we ended up exchanging information, and she wants to me to do a meditation for her and her friends. Oh, that's and awesome! And the amount that she wanted to pay me initially, I just there's absolutely no way I could have accepted it because mm-hmm. number one, it was just too much money. And I know people are like, "What do you mean too much money?" No, I'm not going to take this modality that I use to help people and overcharge somebody for me. I wouldn't get any good back. Mm. So we're supposed to be doing that. So hopefully that something comes from it. And then on top of that, she was telling me that she works for someone who's really successful in the jewelry world. Mm. So that reminded me of you and I and what we're trying to do, become mm-hmm. really successful in the jewelry world. And she said, that, oh, you know, maybe you guys can meet. And so that'll be awesome. The wheels are turning. Yes, so my week was great. Idea. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How was your week? My week was good. Um, you guys are going to laugh at me or you're going to be like, you're late. Do you know the um, the ride at uh, Magic Mountain called Mulholland Drive? No. Or Mulholland. It's a roller coaster. I don't know if they still have it, but it's like this roller coaster that was kind of tall, but it was little, and they had these little cars, and about four people could fit in the cars. But anyway, I don't drive Mulholland Drive too much, but lately I have been, you know, for from what I'm doing. And so there was a part on Mulholland Drive, you know, this past week, and it was a dip. And it's when I hit that dip and I turned, I was like, I started cracking up. I said, oh... It clicked why the roller coaster is the way it is. It's like I understood why they made that roller coaster. So the way it is. that roller coaster must have been in the eighties. <laughs> because I remember when I was with my ex boyfriend, we were on it with his two kids, and there was this part 
And anybody that has ridden, like has rode this roller coaster, you're going to know what I'm talking about. It almost feels like you're about to go off of the tracks because of the way it does. And you're all like, whoa. Mulholland Drive is it's what called, it's called. I think it's called, I think it's called either Mulholland or Mulholland Drive. I don't think they have it anymore. I'm not sure. I see. Is it I, still there? It says Mulholland Drive Roller Coaster yeah. Goofy Sky School. <laughs> so it was at Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Disneyland, not Magic Mountain. My bad. I got that mixed up. Wow, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying that that part, like you know, I, I just you. yeah, and I was like, oh, and it clicked in that moment. I started cracking up as I'm driving. I'm like, that's so silly. I'm just now getting it. <laughs> <laughs> this girl. <laughs> oh my god. So, but my week has been good. That's you know. I just she said to share all that, that and then was like, <laughs> my week was good. I just wanted to share that little moment. That that, that little moment. And guess what? I saw a little bunny. I saw a little bunny. <laughs> he had a little white tail. He was brown and he had a little white tail. And that lets me, and Easter's on its way. So. <laughs> Did you want to share your song that you were singing? <laughs> Here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity Easter's on his way. She doesn't know that song, so she talked really bad about me from saying She's really singing like she's auditioning for American Idol. (laughs) Peter Cottontail song. Peter Cottontail. But anyway, that's that. (laughs) Well, I guess we are going to move on to our show. Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. Let's do it. And now, Metaphysics with Marcy. All right, y'all. Peace, peace. It's your girl, Marcy, your Gemini. And on this week's edition of Metaphysics with Marcy, we are talking crystal grids. So crystal grids are an incredibly powerful and beautiful way to manifest your dreams, goals, and intentions. They also are very powerful healing tools. So the power of a crystal grid comes from the combined energies of the crystals you use, how you lay them out, and the intentions that you set. So in a nutshell, basically a crystal grid is a special arrangement of crystals and stones used with intention to manifest a desired result. Now, keep in mind That the universe likes to provide us with what we need, not just what we want. So it's best that when using these crystal grids to focus on manifesting a need versus a want. If you would like it to come to fruition, then the best thing is a need, not a want. Because wants are just that. It's it's not something you actually need. Um, So common intentions that people use for crystal grids are for well-being, abundance, healing, and protection. Are you familiar with crystal grids, Tracy? I am and I'm not like, you know what I mean? Because I told you like my home for some reason is set up like a crystal grid, but it's just something that happened. So because when I bring my crystals home, they tell me where they want to be placed. So they're Mm. the ones who did it. (laughs) But, you know, I I haven't had any like intention behind doing, you know what I'm saying? They just it just happened that way. Okay, and so that's what a crystal grid is. When you set your crystals in a certain formation with no intention on where they're sitting at. 
So there's really no rules when it comes to that. It's just best to use your own intuition and work with what you feel guided to do with the crystals, as you just said. So there's many different guides on how to do them best. But for me personally, I find the most powerful healing and manifesting comes when you go with your gut feelings and what feels right for you as an individual. Mm. So they might say that like, Quartz crystal helps to manifest and it actually does, but it also amplifies the other crystals that you use on your grid. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because Marcy said use quartz, that that's what you have to use. A lot of other people also will say that like, okay, if you have, let's say you do a square type grid. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into the different types of um, shapes of grids. Let's say you do a square and you put, they say you're supposed to put the same crystal on each of the four corners. Mm You can do that for aesthetics, like, oh, it looks the same, but you don't have to. There's really no rhyme or reason, no right or wrong in how you do your crystal grid. So when you guys go within and you gravitate or you vibrate to the right crystals, they're going to know where to place themselves. So some people will do them on a cloth, like a towel or something. Um, some people will just get a piece of paper and they'll draw out the sacred geometry, um, symbols and they'll place their crystals on that. Other people like to include nature. Like they'll take a leaf or a branch of a tree and include it in their grid. Um, flowers, shells from the beach. Um, actually keeping it honest, that's how I started when I do it, did crystal grids. I didn't actually have that many crystals. I only had one. So I would always start in the center and I would put my crystal in the center and then I would take like a flower and put it over here on the Mm -hmm. left and a tree branch and put it over here and then a a leaf and put it over here and then a rock and put it over here. But because I had that one crystal in the center, Mm -hmm. my intention was set. So don't let lack of crystals deter you from doing this, but shameless plug. If you go to algthestore.com and look <laughs> under a Libra and a Gemini tab, we have quartz crystal points and they're very reasonably priced if you want to mm-hmm. start on your crystal grid journey. Or we also have chakra sets that you could use yes. those same stones for that too. Yep. So end of shameless plug. So <laughs> a lot of people will choose the stones they use on their grid based on the properties of the individual crystals. Like I was saying earlier, how quartz is a manifestation stone. So you intuitively intuitively excuse me should choose the crystals that work for you and then later look into the crystals properties because a lot of times you'll just vibrate towards something yep. and yep. then just grab it and put it on your thing yep. and then go for what you know do you agree with that uh yes that i have that's happened to me yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it's happened to me too like i don't have a lot of the same stones um so i will just put anything anywhere just and I have a lot of crystals in my home you guys Mm so just like you do Mm -hmm. so I'll just start grabbing stuff like okay my intention tonight is to manifest eating better or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. and so I'll just start grabbing stuff and then the next thing when I'm done I'll look at the grid and be like okay I grabbed hematite and that's for this okay I grabbed quartz and that's for this Mm -hmm. and then the next thing I know when I look at everything that I grabbed I'm like okay so this is exactly what I needed it for so The crystals that you pick will work with your own inner magic and power as well as their own metaphysical properties. They actually are more powerful when people come together to create them. So like if Tracy was to come over with the intention of 
let's do a crystal grid here in my home about us having a successful business. Mm -hmm. And you bring some stones and I'm going to bring some stones and let's do it together. If you were to do something like that, makes it all that much more powerful because it's not just your energy. Now there's the energy of another high vibrational person that's adding to the map of your crystal grid. So the possibilities really are endless and it's in, in, in what you can manifest or do with your crystal grid. Do you have any questions about anything I've said so far? Here's, this is what I was going to say. I've never like put like on a table or on the floor, a crystal grid together. Okay. I've never done that. We should so try it. I, I probably will because, like I said, it's just the home is a crystal grid, but mm-hmm. I've never, that's why I said intentional. Mm-hmm. I've never done that, like, intentionally on the ground or mm-hmm. on my bed or whatever. I just recently started getting into crystal grids mm-hmm. and for manifestation most of the time, um, and they work. Like, they work. So let's talk about how we do it step by step. So first... It's important to cleanse your crystals and the space that you will be doing your crystal grid in. So I usually do this by using sage and just smudging my crystals or smudging the area that I'm going to be in. Sometimes I use my singing bowls, not all the time, but there's many ways that you could cleanse your crystals. Like you could use smoke, like I just said, with sage, sound, like I just sage, or moonlight, setting them under the Mm -hmm. moonlight or sunlight, Mm -hmm. or even just setting them in a bowl of water. Now, not all of them. If you have selenite, you'll set that thing in water and then tomorrow it'll be gone because it will dissolve. I don't don't think it dissolves that quickly, but it does dissolve. If you have a, well, you have to keep in mind the ones you're putting on a crystal grid are like this big. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, because it'll it'll (laughs) dissolve fast because you're typically using little pieces the only piece that should be big is your center point if you're gonna do anything yeah i was thinking you were talking about the bigger pieces. oh no like that big (laughs) lamp i have in my room no no um so then next here we're going to talk about shapes pick a grid shape a simple circle or square each shape carries a different energy so like a triangle a triangle is going to tap into simplicity and structure so for example if you're all over the place which i kind of am right now in my life because i have so much going on Mm -hmm. um you might want to use a triangle shaped crystal grid which is going to help give you structure in whatever you're going to try to manifest Mm -hmm. um squares A square shape helps with boundaries, setting boundaries. Like if you want to manifest or set a boundary for a person and your intention is I need boundaries with this person at work or this person I'm dating or a parent or a child, Mm -hmm. you want to use a square. Um, Next, spirals. They're all about reaching out and expanding. Like if you need to change who you are as a person, you want to reach a different person. Maybe you've lost connection with somebody and you want to reconnect with somebody. So a spiral shape. And then lastly, circle shape is what a lot of people will use. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's powerful for courage, which, which represents belonging, oneness, and protection. So if you want to, let's say you're having trouble in your relationship and you want to feel like you guys are one. Mm. So you want to do your grid in the shape of a circle and then place your um, crystals along the circle in the circle outside the circle. But the basis is a circle. So then number three, decide what your intentions are for the grid. So you might want to write this down on a piece of paper and then You can either place it under the center stone in your grid 
or you just write it down as your intention. And then once you get your grid going, you burn the piece of paper. Mm. So either or, um, I don't do neither, to be honest. I normally will just sit for a moment and say, okay, what, what do I want for myself? And come up with it that way. Mm. And then I move on for there. But try to be as specific about what you would like. And then try not to stick with a want, but a need. And I have to keep hammering that home because once we start talking about things we want, that's your ego. You, we don't, we should want for nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the most high in the universe provides. Yeah. So it's a need. What do you need? Number four, it's time to choose your crystals, stones, or any other elements that you want to work with. Like I was saying, things from nature. Now, you don't want to put like a bottle of alcohol on your grid. <laughs> That's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. We Although want... I may energize the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want things that are inherent to nature, things that are calming, things that you can manifest with. Mm. So, but you can choose pretty much whatever you have on hand. Just stay away from the, <laughs> the bottle of alcohol or putting like pills or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. So usually when doing a crystal grid, you want to begin in the center mm. and then work outwards from your so ha- whatever shape you choose so like let's say you do a square mm-hmm. you want to have a crystal in the middle of that square and then you want to work outwards and i'll put up pictures this week to show you the different ones. the different ones and what they look like um and how th- some of them are extravagant i've never done one that has like 120 crystals on it i don't even think i have 120 crystals to be honest right um but i have done ones that have like maybe 20 mm-hmm. on them and we'll show you what those look like. I have a question. Um, it's okay to put a round crystal in the middle too, like you know, like a, a sphere in the middle. You can put a sphere. How I learned is they say you want to use a point a in point? the center, okay. only because it directs energy. Okay. Okay. But I suppose you could use any crystal. Okay. I don't think it would that hurt. makes sense though, but because yeah. I've only seen points, but I was just wondering about mm-hmm. a sphere. I mean, I guess a sphere would also. Send energy out, but not like a point would. Right. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So fifth, as I was saying before, um, and I'm writing this because for beginners. So if you've never done one before, you may want to follow these steps. Like I said, I don't use the piece of paper underneath mine, but for a beginner, you might want to. So place the piece of paper you wrote your intentions down on the center of your space. And then take the stone that you would like to be the center or your focus stone in your hand. And then while you do this, either within your mind or aloud, say what your intentions are. And then take a moment to really slow down and connect with your own spirit and the energy of the universe while doing this. And then sixth, begin to place the crystals down as you feel guided to do so. Some people believe that it's best to start from the outside and go in. Others prefer to start from the middle and work out. Just do whatever feels right for you. I personally work from the in out. doesn't mean that I'm right. Mm -hmm. It just means that's how Marcy does it. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to tell you guys like you're doing that wrong. Because to me, who am I to tell you that you're doing something wrong just because it's your preference to do something one way and it's my preference to do something another. It all ends up with the same end result, a beautiful crystal grid. Mm -hmm. So how you get there, that's your prerogative. It's not for Marcy to say, or Tracy even to say, like whatever you want to do, do that. Um, 
Keep your intentions in mind as you are setting the stones down. Um, some people like to use the sacred geometry patterns which to do this, which is what I use. Um, and then it gives them an easy guide as to where they can place their crystals and can enhance the power of the grid. So usually the sacred geometry is one, two, three. I think it's six sides I use. One, yeah. And then it actually has points on the grid where it tells you to actually place the stone. And the way the lines are, you can place them in a whole bunch of places, but it just makes it easier for you to see what you need to do. Mm. So then after placing the stones and doing all that good stuff, the final step is to activate your grid. So how do you activate it? Well, you first activate it with your intention, the intention that you wrote down and you put underneath your grid. This means speaking the intention aloud so that the universe knows I mean business. Something like, I have created this grid to help inspire connection to my courage, to lift my voice when I have a tendency to shrink. Something like that. Like if you feel like you just lose your voice, you can't speak in front of people because you feel timid or whatever. Mm. That's something you might want to say. Then you activate it by doing a sort of energetic dot to dot as you touch each crystal, drawing an invisible line to connect them to one another. Some people use a wand to do this. I have a selenite wand, but I personally like to actually take my finger Touch the first That's point, what I would do. go to the next one, go to the next one, and then you just outline each one. And while you're touching these crystals, say what your intention is internally or out loud, just so you're activating it with your voice mm -hmm. and your intention to do whatever it is that you need to do. So how long do you leave this crystal grid up? So it is best to leave it up for a period of time. Um, I'm not going to say leave it up for 15 years because <laughs> what happens is you set your intention for it and then you never go back to it because it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going to keep setting the intention for it and you're going to keep giving it life, keep giving it life, leave it up for as long as you want. Most people say 48 hours. I tend to leave mine up for about a week because I want to see like is am I making any strides in when I ask to manifest? Sometimes it will come within 48 hours. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. So mm -hmm. don't expect magic. You know what I'm saying? Like you set up this crystal grid and, you know, I want to get a raise at work. I'm hoping that I can, you know, I and I said that not a want, mm -hmm. but maybe you need it because your rent is going up and you need this raise so that you can stay in the place you are living. Otherwise, you might have to move. So it may not happen overnight. But keep in mind what that intention that you set. So it's really up to you how long you want to leave it up. Like I said, I leave mine up for about a week. What do you think you would leave yours up for, Tracy? I don't know. Probably the same like a week or two, mm -hmm. depending on what I'm putting out there. Right. Yeah. So again, you don't want to leave it up for like 15 years and just leave it sitting over somewhere where it's just sitting there collecting, collecting dust. dust. Yeah. <laughs> No, you actually want it to be active and you want it to not only just be aesthetically beautiful for people that are coming in your home, but it's a conversation piece. Like, hey, what's that on your table? Oh, well, that's my crystal grid for X, Y, and Z. And then it becomes a conversation piece. So do you um, do the, okay, <clears throat> you probably touched on it, but I'm not sure. Did you, do you set your intention every day throughout that whole week that you have your crystal grid up. So you go to the crystal grid. Do you do the same thing by touching the crystals I do. each time? I do personally, just because I want it to be super activated and manifest mm -hmm. what I want. Cause 
you can say things and it goes out to the universe and the universe does hear you. But if you say it one time versus seven times, what do you think is going to happen? The seven times you keep putting out that energy over and over and over again. The one it's out there, but you've only said it that one time. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I am of the belief that if you keep saying something, it will manifest. Mm-hmm. So I say it, every, I do it every day when I do okay. them. And I leave, like I said, I leave mine up for about a week. So just keep in mind that, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight, but they certainly make a beautiful high vibration to your space too, just by putting it somewhere where you can actually see it or people that come over can see it. Crystals have energy, guys, so it's going to cleanse and lift the area that you put it in automatically. Mm-hmm. So do you have any questions about anything I've said this week on our crystal grids? No. I'm, I'm going to tr- No, I don't have any questions, but I think I'm going to uh, get in the focus of trying to do one, like, you know, mm-hmm. intentionally do one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, there you I go. think I'm going to do that. Very cool. Well, that is all <laughs> I have. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's Metaphysics with Marcy, and I will see you next week. Peace. Did you know the sky is blue because it reflects off the ocean? The lioness is the hunter. The sun is the largest star. Crystals form an earth. Dogs can smell cancer. Newborns don't share tears. Naps could save your life. Grapes light on fire in the microwave. Lobsters have clear blood. Potato chips cause the most weight gain. Did Did you you know? Did you know that if confirmed, Katanji Brown Jackson would become the first black woman to take a seat on the nation's highest court. On February 25th, 2022, President Joe Biden nominated Judge Katanji Brown Jackson to become the 116th Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Since Justice Stephen Breyer announced his retirement, President Biden has conducted a process to identify his replacement. Enter Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Judge Jackson was born in Washington, D.C. and grew up in Miami, Florida. When Judge Jackson was in preschool, her father attended law school. In a 2017 lecture, Judge Jackson traced her love of the law back to sitting next to her father in their apartment as he tackled his law school homework. Reading cases and preparing for Socratic questioning while she undertook her preschool homework, coloring books. Judge Jackson stood out as a high achiever throughout her childhood. She attended Miami Palmetto Senior High School where she was student body president. She also attended Harvard University where she graduated magna cum laude as well as Harvard Law School, where she graduated cum laude and was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. Jackson's nomination heads next to a vote in the Senate Judiciary Committee that's slated to take place on Monday, April 4th, 2022. Supreme Court nominees only need a simple majority or 51 votes to get confirmed. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? And now, the love vibration hey everybody welcome to love vibration (laughs) today's question is hey ladies me and my partner have been together three years living together two years before we moved in together we did discuss spending quality time 
together and him spending less time with his boys. But that did not last long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not funny. (laughs) It was the way you read it. But that did not last long. (laughs) But that's how I felt that she was saying. (laughs) Um, How do I get him to spend more time? I would say like this. You can create some date nights maybe. Like, you know, a specific day, like, okay, this is going to be our day to do this, whatever, whatever. Or you can go on long walks at night, like, you know, in the evening time after you guys have finished working, just take a little walk, maybe for a mile or two, so you guys can have deep conversations as you're walking, plus you're exercising together, too. Um, You can cook together. You can have good conversation cooking and have fun cooking, too, together. Mm -hmm. That would be a good idea. Also, I wanted to say that Sometimes I feel when men are in a committed relationship, they tend to hang out with their boys more because they feel like that's their freedom and they're trying to keep their freedom and not feel like they are being um, restricted to do things. So I think they do that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think sometimes that's why men do that. What do you think about that? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm the wrong person to answer this question right now. Um, (laughs) she said, Oh no, (laughs) I'm just gonna keep it real with you guys. Marcy, right now, is not feeling men or relationships only because I was in a long term relationship a little over three years and it, you know, left me a little traumatized. So, anytime I hear stuff like this, I'll be like, Let him go, girl, because. You know, and I don't know if that's the right answer, <laughs> but it's where Marcy's at. But taking myself out, I was of just it, about to say, take yourself out. <laughs> um, I would say a conversation definitely needs to be had because maybe he feels like because you guys live together, that is our quality time. You guys may have different ideas of what quality time is. You know, we now share a space seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So what more do we need to do together? That might be his idea. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And you need to come together to understand, well, yeah, we do live together, but I'm working, you're working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I want to spend actual focused energy with you, Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe he doesn't understand that so that's why i'm saying a conversation needs to be had to to let to let him know what your definition of quality time is and then you can find out what his definition yeah of quality time is and then you guys can come to some sort of compromise and then do the stuff like tracy was saying like cooking together taking walks all that stuff because he might be like we are ready together too much. And then that's a whole nother conversation. That is so true. I, I feel like somebody has said that before in a relationship of one of my friends where they felt they said the guy actually said that we live together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was for the same issue, mm-hmm. but he said that we live together. So what's, you know, so what if you live together? Right. There, quality time is spending time together, talking to each other, not just living in the same space. I mean, devil's advocate, not living in the same space, but you are talking while you're cooking dinner, while you're eating together, while you're sitting watching TV. Like, I don't know if that's considered quality time. Yeah, that's enough for me (laughs) because 
but I'm the it's wrong like, person right now. I'm telling y'all. It's like, I don't want you to just stay yeah, over there. Yeah, stay over there. Stay over there. Over there. Like, <laughs> but it's true. Like, everybody does have a different, well, not, yeah, everybody has a different definition of what quality time is for them. Mm-hmm. And you could be, you know, you right. You know, it's like, you can be talking while you're cooking and stuff, but is is that really quality time? What's your definition of quality time? Like really like getting, I mean, that is quality time cooking and while you're talking and stuff, but more so too, it's like sitting down and, you know, really having a conversation, touching each other, like not what I mean by touching each other. I mean, like, you know how you talk and you kind of like, you know, like give affection while you're talking, like, you know, stuff like that. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? I know what you mean, but I'm like, do you I, see how my face is Yes, like? that's why I said that. I asked you that question. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. So Tracy's super affectionate. I, I am. I, I am. have my moments, but for the... <laughs> yeah, I really am. I think, I'm just not fit to answer this question <laughs> today. <laughs> it's, it's okay, though, because it's like, yeah... I, and I understand, even though, even, it's so crazy, you know, when people go through, and this is kind of a sidebar, you know, when people are going through a situation, like they have a hard relationship and they break up or whatever, I am still, I notice that I am still the same in regards to certain things. Like, I'm always going to be affectionate. That's a part of how I express myself. You know what I mean? And it's that's just... That's your love language. One of them, yeah, that's one of my love languages. It's not mine. <laughs> yours is communication like yours is like um words of affirmation there you go words of affirmation yeah i i would appreciate that more than you putting your hand on my thigh (laughs) (laughs) you know like i was saying like when you're in a relationship and it's a hard relationship i i get that you don't want to be you know you don't be thinking about like i don't want to spend quality time Mm -hmm. and this and this and that and blah, blah 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 right but you know, what Marcy was saying is correct. Like, have a conversation with this dude because mm-hmm. you have to sit down and figure out what's going on. Because if you guys discussed it in the beginning that, okay, I'm not going to hang out with my boys as much because we're live, we're getting ready to move in together. And, you know, you're sharing this home together. And, our, and look, like you were saying, it's like living in the home together could be quality time for somebody. Mm-hmm. Just living there. Right. Because to me, quality time isn't like how you were saying like the affection (laughs) i'm I'm looking at the couch like making a a hand gesture towards the couch like whatever y'all do on the couch um quality time to me is like let's go to the gym and let's work out That's that's quality time to me too um let's actually going out to dinner and like that's quality making a concentrated me. effort to go do something yes not just bypassing each other in the hallway right. in the house um sitting down and watching a movie sitting down having a meal right. together that is um, quality sitting time. down talking about your day yeah. um I'm, I'm good with that i i can accept that but like we said it's different for other people um some people they want more you know, and maybe it sounds like our caller might want more than just passing in the hallways, talking about your day, eating down, having eating down, <laughs> sitting down, so having funny. a meal together. Right. You know? And see, I like all those things, too, with the affection with it, because I'm like you said, I am very affectionate. I am. That's just how I am. And I like affection, too. 
coming from my partner. Even when you were just sitting watching TV? Oh, God, yeah. Remember when I told you, like, I told you it was so cute how my brother and his wife, which has been married 20-some-odd years, they still hold each other's hands while watching the freaking TV. I think that is the cutest thing. That is After cute. all these years. That's cute. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. It's like... You know, you can be watching a movie, like, just laying there and just, like, and then you guys later can discuss the movie if you want to, depending on which movie it is or what type of movie it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? (laughs) I'm like, just the thought of that, I'm like, oh, God. I know. It's just where you are. It's just where you are. But sister girl, talk to your man. See what you could do because, yeah, it seems like, it's not working for you for you to give that question and and it needs to be addressed. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. So I hope that was helpful for you. And um, I bid you love and love and love. Hey, girl. Hey. You got your glass of wine? I do. You have yours? Yes. Are you ready? Ready for what? A social conversation. Let's do it. This week's social conversation. Guys, let me ask you what you think about this. If an artist you really like did some unthinkable stuff, for example, like what R. Kelly or Chris Brown did, which is R. Kelly, basically child abuse of minors. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, ch- yeah. And then Chris Brown's domestic domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Would you still, would you still support and listen to their music? So. <laughs> <laughs> listen, while I don't support what they did, their music is fire. And so it's like, Is liking their music, liking what they did. I have listened to, thought about this rather, not listened, but thought about this 20 different ways. Like every time I play a Chris Brown song, I'm putting money in his pocket. That's not supporting his domestic abuse though. To me, that's Mm -hmm. supporting his musical career, Mm -hmm. which is totally separate from the man who did those things. Mm -hmm. But then you look at R. Kelly. <laughs> Is his music separate from separate from the man? Because his lyrics talk about AJ, nothing but a number. It's like certain things he says, right? Throwing down ain't nothing but a thing. He wrote that for Aaliyah. Like, that's disgusting. Your body's calling me. Yeah, it's and I see what you're saying because he's putting his what he did in the music in the music yeah. and, and people are liking it not really paying attention that this is about a young girl yeah age ain't nothing but a number like there's no other way to decipher that right you that's just Kilo you agree <laughs> <laughs> Kilo's like mm-mm. <laughs> because it's like I don't know, like, but Chris Brown, I don't really listen to Chris Brown music too much, so I don't really know enough of his mm. music, and I know you love Chris I Brown. I love Sea Breezy. So it's, <laughs> so it's kind of different for me because I don't know his music Drea too much. would kill me if she heard me say that. Why? Sea Breezy. She'd be like, Mom, please. <laughs> <laughs> what, why, what is the Sea Breezy? 
Chris Brown, but it's like a you know the young people call him that. They not, do. Yeah. Oh, see, I and don't it's know. in one of his songs, "Sea Breeze." Oh, anyway. okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but like I said, I mean. Uh, what I do know about Chris Brown, basically, he's a good dancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a very good dancer. He he's can sing. He's a good performer overall. He puts on a show. Um, so I feel like, yes, you can listen to their music and keep what they did separate. Um, and the and when we're talking about Chris, when we're talking about R. Kelly, that's I like mean, kind of sh- gray. It is kind of gray because. So maybe the fix is you just don't listen to those songs. You listen to like step in the name of love, clap in the name of love, step, step, side to side, round and round, dip it down, separate, bring it back, and let me see you do the love slide. Like you listen to that. You listen to that, not... My mind is telling me no. <laughs> but my body. Yeah, you don't listen to that. You don't listen to like his but, mind but, is telling see, him no, but, but his you, body's telling him yes. But you like that song, oh my though. God. You like that song, though. But if your mind is telling you no, it's because she's 12. Like, but I understand that, but people, do that. But people have liked that song. They really like that song. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I, I have to say I don't know. I really do. Because, to be honest with you, this is going to sound so crazy. I haven't listened to any R. Kelly songs in years. Like, just, like, you know, just like going intentionally listening to it. Not like I do. Step in the Name of Love? Not even Step in the Name of Love. Like, I, I'll intentionally listen to Tina Marie or India Irie or, like, um, Frankie Beverly and Mays and stuff like that. I intentionally listen to them. I haven't listened to R. Kelly and it has, it's not even that it's, I don't like his music. It's just that I haven't, I don't go there. So that's why I say, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't think we got anywhere with this social conversations <laughs> because I feel on the fence. Like Chris, I feel like he made a mistake. It happened like one time with her that we know of anyway, that's been publicized and you haven't heard anything about it. R. Kelly it's been tons of women. Yeah, it's true. So it's like, there's a problem there. Chris made a mistake. There's a difference. There is a difference, yes. Um, so to be continued, because I'm on the fence, because I love me some Kells, but I don't like what, what he he's did. Done. Yeah, that's... But I also feel like he's not well. So what if, like... <laughs> You found out somebody else, like, I mean, anybody, like somebody you, I'm talking about somebody that you really like. Who do you really, 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 really like? Don't, besides him, we're not going to use Bob Marley. Well, I am going to use him, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I'm going to use him. Let me tell you why I'm going to use him. Bob Marley was a womanizer. Mm. Bob Marley had several baby mamas. I want to say five or six. Oh, wow. Yeah. And was up front about, and told his wife like yeah this is what I'm doing you could stay or you could go okay see don't you see that as a different situation though because he's telling her and she decides to stay or not well he didn't tell her up front oh okay he, he, <laughs> he didn't tell her like so this one I'm, I'm going over to baby mama and over to no he she found out after oh, the woman came and okay. was like yo this is your son Oh, okay. And she was like, no. And he denied it at first, denied it. And then uh, another woman came. This is your daughter. And that's when he was like, okay, so Rita. 
this is what I've been doing. You can stay or you could Did go. Did she stay? She stayed. Hmm. Would you have stayed? Robert Nesta? <laughs> I, I would have stayed. <laughs> she was batting her eyes, too, when she said yeah. that. I, I would have stayed. I would have stayed. Yeah, you, you, I'm down. Do okay, do so, well, then, yeah. So, then that's different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I don't know, you guys. I just... I'm on the fence, too. Like, I just don't know how I... I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because to me, that's very, like, child abuse, sexual child abuse. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. I mean... But what if you're mentally not well? Well, do you think child abusers not mentally well? Do you think that all of them are like that? Well, I think any grown person that's attracted to a young person and wants to have sex with them, there's something wrong with that. Yes. Okay. So that I means do. we have a lot of people out on this planet. That there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But then you have other cultures where it's just, it's, it's normal. normal. Yeah. Like they marry that 14 year old child and stuff like that. That's. And to us, because we're not, you know, our, we think differently, we do things differently, we move differently. In America, we think that that's like, ooh. Yes. Yeah, and taboo. I think that's why, now this is going to, I'm going deep all to the left, but I think that's why some American men will go over to certain countries to do that. Because I saw a documentary when I was with my ex-boyfriend, and it was about that, men going to different countries to have sex with young girls, just to do that. And I remember they would call it, and it was an Asian country, and I can't remember if it was Thailand or whatever, but they called it Yum Yum for the girls. (laughs) That's what they called it. And I was like, what the heck? It was, Marcy, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, wow. There's a Yum Yum Donut. (laughs) Um, I'm never going to look at it the same. But I was like, when I saw that, I was like, wow, people are actually flying American men. They were American. Flying to a different country just to have sex with children. That's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. What do you guys think? Somebody listen and comment and let us know. Because I'm interested in what you, are you guys still listening to R. Kelly and Chris? Like, right. what are you guys doing? Are you have you completely banned them and been like, no, what they've done is horrible and I don't want to support that. Right. So sound off on our social medias and let us know because yes. I'd be interested in what you guys think. Yeah. We'll take a poll or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. We should put up a poll. Yeah. To yeah. see like what you how you guys feel about that. But anyway, so that will be all for this week's social conversations. We'll see you next week. Peace. What's on your radar? What's on my radar? 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 So what's on my radar <laughs> is the importance of keeping your family close to you. So yesterday, my little mama... Hi, mommy. <laughs> she wasn't feeling well, and she um, she's okay. Everyone who listens and knows her, she just wasn't feeling well, and she went to urgent care. Now, keep in mind that my mother is a person who, if she gets a paper cut, she's like, Mm-mm, I'm going to the doctor, and she takes care of herself very, very well. As a matter of fact, when she went to the doctor yesterday, that's what he told her, like, you're in perfect health, so just take this, do that, and you're good to go. But when she called me, I immediately jumped up, 
and cold in my eye, didn't brush my teeth, just threw on anything because it was mom. Mm-hmm. So I just ran, went up to urgent care, sat in the waiting room, and I was just waiting because, you know, I only have one mom. And when I came out, she was so, or excuse me, when she came out, she was so appreciative of me just being there, but it wasn't a question. Like mm-hmm. there, it wasn't, I don't know what she was appreciative of because there's nothing else I would have done different. You know what I'm saying? And being able to live five minutes from them, literally, and be able to meet her at the urgent care and get her what she needed and take it to her and go to their house, you know, it meant a lot to me. And I have a lot of people who ask me all the time. I think you and I even had this conversation about moving out of state Mm -hmm. because I know your family's out of state, but you want to move not because it's so expensive, but because that's where your family is. Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to move because it's so expensive (laughs) (laughs) in California. But yesterday, let me know that that's not going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. It just let me know. The fact that my mother could call me and I literally met her 10 minutes after she called me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I had to drive so far or, you know, even just being able to get to my daughter who's 40, 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. It just means a lot to me. So when I say keeping your family close, I really mean being close to your family. It's important Mm -hmm. that you have somebody that you can depend on and that depends on you. Yeah. You know, um, that you could be there for. And I was, my mom and dad both were like, wow, Marcy, thank you. Thank you. You know, Mm -hmm. but to me, it wasn't a big deal because y'all know y'all heard when I was sick a couple months ago, my dad was literally holding me up as I was standing in line to get into the ER because everybody was in there sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. My mom came over here, brought me a bun- bunch of food, took care of me, mm-hmm. put my head in her lap, was rubbing my head, like making me just just like I was a kid again. So there's absolutely no way I wouldn't do that for them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I know you're real close to your brother. And even though he's way on the other side of the country, it's not like that because you guys talk literally every day Mm -hmm. so do you understand what i'm saying when i say i do understand what you're saying that's why it's like for with my mom it's hard like because you know it used to be like that until you know things changed with her Uh and it's like i feel like sometimes i feel like i don't have that support Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if I needed something, I can go to this person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like family support is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But I think it's an awesome thing that when people have their family support, I think mm-hmm. that's very, very, very important. I know some people want to try to get away from their family, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, it's like family support is one of the most beautiful, wonderful. I just I think it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that's all I had that was on my radar. What's on your radar? What's on my radar is I'm going to do a full body cleanse. Oh, okay. When are you doing it's, that? Um, it's called the Ultimate Cleanse by Nature's Secret. Um, oh, I, w- I heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I know what this is going to do. And I need to do that. like, Because I kept... Something kept coming to me. I was like, why am I feeling how I'm feeling? And it hit me. You need to cleanse. Mm-hmm. That, and it hit me hard. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to do my full body cleanse. And basically, it's suggested to do it like maybe once a year. Um, if you are going to do it, you don't have to do it. It's not something you have to do. But if I'm going to do it, I would do it once a year or every few years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, some people do it every six months. I wouldn't recommend that. That's mm-hmm. a little bit too much, I think. But, um, yeah, I'm getting ready to do it. And you're not to exceed 30 days mm-hmm. of doing it. 
So I think I'm going to do like 21 days and stuff like that. But I think I'm going to start April 1st, maybe. Okay. So I have to go get the product, prepare myself to do this cleanse because, yeah. And stay near the bathroom. That's going to be hard working, though. <laughs> I know, but I, like I said, I heard of this cleanse. <laughs> But it does work. Yeah, it does. And then you feel so much, you know, better mm-hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's what's on my radar. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So our crystal of the week is orange calcite. All right. So orange calcite is obviously a bright color of orange, but it can be semi-translucent to opaque. And it is associated with our second chakra, known as the sacral. It is associated with Sagittarius, Leo, and yours truly, Gemini. And its elements are earth and fire. So let's talk about orange calcite. Orange calcite is good for the solar plexus and the sacral, which is the seat of joy, creativity, and pleasure. Uh-oh. If you get what I'm saying. Orange calcite is particularly good for the lower chakras or energy centers. These chakras are involved with our feelings of belonging in the world, being linked to others and the planet, as well as our creativity. It is also an excellent stone to select to balance the emotions and release feelings of fear and anxiety. Orange calcite is the perfect stone to use when trying to unlock and unleash one's creative or sexual energies. It's one of the very few stones that helps circulate these energies throughout the body, assisting in removing certain blockages when needed. When our creative and sexual energies are flowing freely, we become more comfortable with ourselves and the current action at hand, which leads to an increase in confidence and self-esteem. So how do we use orange calcite? I would say... Light a candle and anoint it with your favorite oil or herb when you feel called to. Getting an orange calcite crystal to help you feel motivated will help you feel motivated and be at peace. And then when you're ready, take some deep breaths of your stone. Visualize yourself creating a space as well as time for all things which you need to do to move more into alignment with your soul path. Imagine the joy you'll feel as you do with each one. Think about how each entry on your to-do list makes you feel. What are you seeing when you think about that activity? What are you hearing, smelling, feel? So I'm saying all this to say, orange calcite is a stone of manifestation. It helps bring things to fruition. You can also keep this uh, stone in your pocket, or as I like to keep mine in my bra. So that way it's (laughs) always right next to my heart center. Your heart center is what joins your lower and your upper chakras. And that heart center is powerful and it's going to manifest anything that you bring intention to. So that is the stone of orange calcite. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I think that is going to do it for our show. Yes, ma'am. So you guys can reach us on our social medias and that is at a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Also, a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast at gmail.com. A Libra and a Gemini on Instagram. A Libra and a Gemini. I had to think about it. We have so many, y'all. I had to think about it. A Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on YouTube. And then lastly, little old me on Insight Timer. Follow me. My name is Marcy James on the Insight Timer app. 
Wow, that was... And don't forget to... ALGthestore.com. That is where all of our crystals and jewelry and creations that Tracy and I make, you guys can purchase. So with that, now I'm going to say we appreciate you all listening to us and joining us for another week and adventures with Tracy and I. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Peace.